Well, good morning, church. If I haven't met you before, my name's Anthony, and I'm a part of the ministry team here at York Street. If you've been journeying with us over the past month or so, we've been unpacking a series called Refocus. And the idea of the Refocus series was that as we start to emerge from the year that was 2020, and as we start to roll head first into the year that is 2021, we have an opportunity, an opportunity to refocus on those things that are important to us. We have an opportunity to refocus on those things that we hold dear and that draw us into a deeper relationship with God. This past year, we've had so many worldly distractions, fears and anxieties. We haven't been able to plan or perhaps our plans have changed or been cancelled. We haven't been able to meet with each other and connect with each other in the way that we would have liked to. So whilst we hope and pray that 2021 will be different, and it will be, we can guarantee that, but we don't know what's ahead, there's going to be a hangover from 2020. And we can't just forget and we can't ignore the past 12 months as much as we probably like to. What we can do is harness some of those feelings some of those feelings inside to be able to reflect, to be able to learn, to be able to grow in our spiritual lives. Step out of some of those worldly things that hold us back and weigh us down and step forward into the purposes and plans God has in store for us. Like Paul says in his letter to the Colossians, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your heart on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not earthly things. Who knows that that's easier said than done though, right? So this series has been designed to help us do that, refocus our eyes, refocus our hearts, and refocus our lives on those things above. Let's pray together today. Heavenly Father, we we thank you for who you are that despite the circumstances of this world, that you remain sovereign, that you remain in control. We pray today with open hearts and minds that your spirit may speak to us in a new and a real way today, that we may turn our focus from those earthly things that weigh us down or hold us back to those things above where you are. Lord Jesus, speak to us today, we pray. In your name, amen. So the title of today's message is Redefine. As we refocus this year, how do we redefine who we are, what we stand for, and attempt to turn our focus to those things above? So my first question to you today is, who are you? Not you, I know who you are, I know who you are, but who are you? How do you define yourself? Perhaps if we're looking to redefine, first we have to define. We need to look inside to see how we identify ourselves. In preparation for their moon flight, the crew of Apollo 11, led by Neil Armstrong back in the 1960s, went through a a rigorous training program, testing to see whether they had what it took to be the first people on the moon. There are a series of physical tests and a series of psychological tests. One of the psychological tests was to provide a list of 20 responses to one question without context, 
without explanation. The question was, who are you? 20 responses. I don't know about you, but I, I run out at about eight. I'm a dad. I'm a son. I'm a husband. I'm an accountant. I'm the operations manager here at York Street. I'm nice most of the time. Friendly. Maybe I can't even get to eight. You have a think about it. When you start to list those things, ask yourself if you've truly answered the question. Does your list really tell who you are? Does it lead you any closer to your true identity? All of a sudden, perhaps we start to realise that we define ourselves by the things we do or the roles we play or what we want to be or maybe what others need or want us to be. Sometimes we run around life trying to imitate others or trying to measure up to what society expects of us. If we're trying to define who we truly are at the core, at our innermost being, if we try to seek the reason for being here and the purpose we hold, here's a tip. It's probably not found in those worldly things, those, those roles, those jobs, the tasks or attributes. If we want to truly reveal our God-given identity, perhaps we need to strip away some of those things that are standing in the way of us knowing that our identity lies in God. So let me ask this. What things do you believe about yourself that are holding you back from God's purposes and plans for your life? We're going to have a look at a few now that I think will speak to a lot of us today. Sometimes it's helpful to look at the things we're not to be able to reveal the things that we are. We have four declarations that I want us to make together today because we don't do this alone, do we? We're in community. We want to share each other's burdens and lift each other up. So we have four declarations. I want us to say them out loud today because it changes something. It changes something from our, our head knowledge and it shifts us to our heart, shifts it to our heart. The first declaration I want you to make together, I am not defined by the way I feel. Your turn. I am not defined by the way I feel. Emotions are great, aren't they? They make us feel happiness and joy. We extend and receive care and love. And even some of those negative feelings have their purpose. When we, feel, uh, when we feel fear, we, we're trying to prevent ourselves from danger. We feel nervous when we care about something important and we don't want to make a mistake. Particularly this past year, it's been a really emotional time, often filled with uncertainty and anxiety and fear. We felt isolated, felt alone, worrying about how things would play out for ourselves or our friends and our families. Maybe we're not quite through it yet. Maybe there's a dim light at the end of what appears to be a very long tunnel and it's still pretty dark. Our minds play tricks on us and our thoughts and our emotions can start to take over as we drift slowly, step by step away from the truth that we once knew about life and about faith and about God. And as we look back, things are a bit blurry. We can't really see how it used to be anymore. It all seems too hard to be able to get back to normal. 
Maybe we've lost sight of those things that bring us comfort and security and hope. I'm not defined by the way I feel. Next declaration. You ready for this one? I am not defined by other people. Many of us spend our childhoods believing certain myths only to discover that they weren't quite the truth after all. You know, the ones like, if you go swimming within 30 minutes, you'll get a stomach cramp and you'll drown. Or if you swallow your chewing gum, it stays in your stomach for seven years. What? We start to believe the things we're told, perhaps when we're young or throughout our lives. Sometimes we believe these myths and false images about our identity. The words of others can have a lasting impact on us and how we form our view of the world and our worth and our value. Perhaps there's been situations in your life where you've, someone you've trusted has let you down or has used words or actions that didn't build you up, that cut you down, that discouraged you, that hurt you. You might know that saying, sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Well, I think that's rubbish. Sure, maybe it builds resilience in kids, absolutely. And physical retaliation is probably not the best idea either. But words will never hurt me? Yes, they will. They do. The words of others can cut us to the core. It hits us where it hurts. Words and actions of others can deeply, deeply wound us. Particularly this past year when we've, we've had to rely on the news and the media to give us the information we need to know to, to go about our lives. We're flooded with social media. We're, we're interacting with our friends and our followers and those voices start to get louder and louder. People's views and opinions are everywhere and they start to mould us and they start to influence us and they start to shape our identity and our view of the world. And again, it's incremental, step by step, day by day, we start to shift out of God's purposes and plans for our lives. I am not defined by other people. Third declaration, I am not defined by my circumstances. Who knows that some things are just completely out of our control? This brings me a fair level of discomfort at times, being a bit of a control freak who likes order and structure in my life. I need to know the plan before I commit to it, which is probably to the frustration of my family and my workmates at times, but that's okay. There are aspects of our lives that we can't control. We can't control where we were born. We can't control the circumstances of our upbringing. We aren't always in control of our health or in control of what other people do or say. Sometimes things just happen that we can't predict and we can't prevent. We don't see it coming. I don't know where you've come from or where you're at at the moment. Maybe your life story so far has had some unexpected events. At least I can guarantee that this past 12 months was, was unexpected for you. Perhaps you've also had an unexpected diagnosis, the loss of a loved one, loss of a job, or you've had to navigate the, the COVID season. Travel plans have been cancelled, homeschooling, work from home, the church building was closed for months. None of these we could have controlled. The circumstances in which we 
have been or are currently in have the ability to impact our identity too. It limits us from being able to step into the purposes of God. Perhaps we feel too old, too young, don't have enough money, we don't have the right skills, or we can't travel to do the things we need to do. We feel ill-equipped to be able to see past our circumstances and we feel crippled by what's happening around us. Our past or current circumstances don't define us any more than those lies we tell ourselves or that those things that people put on us. Henry Nguyen, the well-known Christian scholar, puts it like this. Spiritual identity means we are not what we do or what, we, what people say about us. and We are not what we have. We are the beloved daughters and sons of God. If you have your Bibles today, you want to open up to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8, from about verse 41. It'll also be on the screen. Just to give you a bit of context, Jesus is partway through his ministry. He's been healing people. He's been casting out demons. He's been doing all sorts of things. And, and around him, he's gathered this group of people that we know as the disciples. But more than that, he's gathered all these other followers. People have seen the wonders and signs that he's been doing and are drawn to him and are crowding around him and travelling with him. The scripture says, as Jesus was on the way, the crowds almost crushed him. It's flat out. There's people everywhere. It was hectic. It's like Burke Street on Boxing Day. From verse 43... We hear of this woman, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years, and no one could heal her. 12 years. See, according to Jewish law at the time, we know from the book of Leviticus that this woman would have been considered ceremonially unclean. And not only was she considered unclean, but everywhere she went, everything she touched, those people she interacted with became unclean as a result of her. This woman with the issue of blood isn't even given a name in Scripture. She's defined by her affliction, by her circumstances. She was broken physically and emotionally, unworthy in the eyes of the law and in the eyes of society. She would have been outcast and ostracised because of her condition. The people around her excluded her and spoke things over her that tore her down. But here she sees Jesus. And regardless of her circumstance, regardless of her affliction, she pushes through the crowd. She pushed on and stepped out. She's making things unclean as she went. She's pushing through the crowd and reaches out for Jesus. In verse 44, it says, She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. Mate, there's people everywhere. People are touching you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. He then said to her, Daughter, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. See, undoubtedly, this woman's identity was 
severely impacted by her own thoughts, I have no doubt, and her feelings, and those people around her and by her physical affliction. But Jesus saw her. Not only did he see her and heal her, but he redefined her. He called her out, called her out of the crowd, and called her his daughter. Jesus saw her worth. He saw her value. And he called her his own. Jesus saw her true and proper identity. Our fourth and final declaration today, and I hope you're with me with this one, and if you're not, I'd love to have a conversation with you. I am defined only by Christ Jesus. Perhaps your circumstance over the past 12 years or 12 months or 12 days has meant that you feel pretty empty and alone and unworthy. Perhaps you need today to make that first step, to step out of those worldly things, those things that we've just had a chat about. Perhaps you need to push through the crowd and reach out. Because I know Jesus sees you for who you truly are. He sees you and he loves you more than you could ever possibly imagine. Not only does he see you, but he wants to call you out, call you out of the crowd and call you by name. He wants to look you in the eye today and call you his beloved daughter, his beloved son. If something has resonated with you today, I encourage you to step out, step out of those circumstances, those things that weigh you down emotionally or spiritually. The staff and leaders here today would love to pray with you. We encourage you to reach out. We want to do that with you today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you that you see our true identity. Thank you that you see beyond our worldly circumstances, those things that stand in the way of us seeing ourselves in the way that you see us. We redeclare today that we are not defined by our thoughts or feelings, by those views of others or by those lies and those circumstances we face. We are defined only by you, Lord Jesus. May your love and your purpose speak to us today. We pray right now that you would empower us to step out, step out of our circumstances, to push through the crowd, and we would be redefined by you today, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.